Hello everyone and welcome back to our podcast. Today I'm joined by Chris Rodriguez and we're going to be talking about dealing with uncertainty or a change in your career. For any listeners uh, that are big into TED Talks, you might have heard Chris's name before. So Chris, welcome. It's really, really great to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I feel very humble to to be a part of this. So thank you. Well, I feel like we've got so much to talk about, and I think a good place to start would be your background and how you've got to where you are today. That's such a hard question to answer, <laughs> but uh, I'll start with my name. I'm Chris Rodriguez. Uh, my full name is Christian, product <laughs> owner and agile coach in H&M uh, at the moment. Uh, but I always start my story with a question which is pretty sure you've gotten this question before, which is what do you want to do when you grow up? As a teenager, I didn't know this question, uh, how to answer it. So my parents was quite adamant for me to become an engineer. This was the identity worth pursuing according to them. They told me all of the amazing things that came with this, you know, respect, stable income, and a bright future. So I followed this plan and took my master's uh, here in Stockholm uh, to become an aerospace engineer. And it took me seven years of my life to realize one thing, this life, this identity wasn't for me. So I did what every sane person did. I quit uh, and Crazy enough, uh, I made a spontaneous decision. And next thing I knew, I was on a plane to Morocco to learn how to surf. <laughs> and I still remember that first wave when I took that, you know, that the takeoff when you take, took it. After that, I was up. I felt the sun. I met the people. And what was supposed to be two months break became two years of my life working as a surf camp manager. And I got to travel around the world. I've been to France, Morocco, as I mentioned, Sri Lanka, Bali. And after that, my life haven't, hasn't really been the same. So for the past 10 years, I've changed jobs over 10 times, been a business developer, graphic designer, aerospace engineer, I think even a brief moment, I was also a food photographer. So I can say that my career hasn't been the, the traditional one. And during the pandemic, I finally found my dream job. But because of uh, how the world looked like, I lost it. And I did something, again, uh, unconventional. I did something I called the 100 days of unemployment, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that uh, during this podcast. But that's my, I think, two-minute pitch, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really, really good. I mean, you've done so much in the last, well, 17 years, 20 years or so. I think it's just good to go over exactly what you've been doing, and, and then we can, the viewers, the listeners can get to know you a little bit better, and then we can move on. But, I, I mean... <laughs> I know what I touched upon there is you being made redundant, especially in your dream role. And I think obviously a lot of people are probably resonating with that feeling right now. Um, what feelings did you experience when that happened? 
Um, I remember it quite well. When I got the the news, the first feeling was anger. I was like, you can't do this to me. You know, I got so defensive. But as soon as it kind of, I got uh, time for myself, I felt this feeling of uh, rejection. And then it came with worry. But I think the biggest feeling I had was uh, shame. Because there is this thing in society where unemployment or redundancy is something bad. And that was something that I, I dealt with a lot. It just felt like I didn't want to talk about it. I felt uh, I didn't know. I didn't want people to know that I was um, uh, unemployed. Yeah. So shame, anger, and rejection was the feeling. And then eventually worry came into the picture as well. Yeah, I, I was made redundant in the pandemic as well, actually, when I was working in marketing. And it is a tough experience, especially when you've got the worry of bills to pay and where you're going to go next. Because being made redundant, it, 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 outside of the pandemic, there were probably more jobs. But inside the pandemic, it was a pretty tough situation that a lot of people obviously went through. And I know, obviously, after that, those feelings, um, like obviously everyone feels those feelings as well after being made redundant but I think what's good to point on is that you turn those feelings around and you kind of turn them into your 100 days of unemployment journey and really embrace the time that you had so tell tell us what's what that is all about uh, first off this wasn't kind of I think this uh, i call it a challenge or experiment came from frustration i remember the first thing i started doing was uh, trying to find a new job so started to apply but uh, as an agile coach i had two months of uh, experience and people that got redundant had uh, two years 10 years of experience so the there wasn't a lot of jobs and there was a lot of people searching for jobs so i got so many rejections of uh, applications uh, or interviews so i just was frustrated and i came to realize that there's a difference between uh, choosing unemployment and getting thrown into unemployment and that's where my my idea came i said you know what if i really think about it i have let's say 30 years left of uh working and i said if i just took a short break three months that's a drop in the ocean so i said you know what i'm going to choose to be unemployed and i started kind of uh putting some ground rules so i think the first one i had um, had was uh, wear unemployment uh, as a badge of honor you know be proud you know it's uh, saying that I choose to be unemployed. So that was the first one. And then secondly, you know, um, pretty sure that everyone has had a, um, a project or something they wanted to do, but they always said like, I don't have time. I need to focus on my job. So I said, I'm going to just do projects, uh, hobbies that brings me energy. So that was the second one. And then lastly, I said, I'm going to choose to be uh, unemployed. So no matter if I get a job, uh, I won't take it unless I've taken these 100 days. So no matter like how how amazing this job is, I'm going to say, you know what, 100 days, that's when I'm going to, after 100 days, I'm going to start doing it. So I basically 
posted my first like uh, post on LinkedIn, and I shared to the world that I said, you know what, I'm I'm unemployed. I got laid off. There, I said it, and from there on, it became this uh, kind of reflection, sharing my journey, and it completely blew up uh, on on social media that uh, I did this, and people were like, well, why are you being uh, why why are you choosing unemployment you know so that, that's kind of the short context uh, behind like the the challenge and why i did it yeah and you touched on there that you're not going to accept any job offers in that time and i bet people are like oh my god what <laughs> so that's probably pretty scary in itself um why did you choose to do that i mean if Say if your dream job came in again within those three months, do you think you would have alleviated that at all? Or do you think you would have stuck to the 100 days? Um, I can be honest and transparent and say that there was moments in those 100 days where I said, what am I doing? I should just yeah. get a job. But I think it's kind of these uh, one uh I identify why I was afraid and why I was worrying. And one of the things I always have is, I think it was two things. One, fear of uncertainty, like what will happen in the future? Mm. And then secondly, fear of judgment. So I think by kind of embracing unemployment, I kind of took the narrative that it's okay to be uh, unemployed. And then secondly, um, fear the, like fear of uncertainty will i get a job or not i think i just had this belief that everything will work out so i think for me it was uh, more about like self-growth uh, and i knew eventually uh, that i would find a job so i think this was more about like uh, learning who i am during a uncertain time and a tough time and uh, hindsight happy i did it yeah of course and uh, what did you achieve from doing the 100 days uh well i think i think what i learned from this or maybe if, if you use the word results okay. i think one thing that happened was first week i got like um 10 inter uh, 10 interviews and recruiters that were like we need to talk to you why are you doing this and some actually uh, offered me jobs and it was difficult to kind of say no to it so mm. i said i need to do this uh, maybe in 100 days or so so that was the first uh, crazy thing uh, the second one that i didn't really understood that would happen is i became this unintended influencer yeah. Um, I started sharing this on social media, specifically on LinkedIn, and it became this uh, one I really enjoyed, like sharing content and writing about it. And um, I think I got, uh, I posted like 40 uh, LinkedIn posts over 100 days, and I think I got like 50,000, 50 to uh, between 50 and 100,000 views on them, which is more than I've ever had. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Um, and then I think the biggest thing that I really was proud of was the, the impact I had on people that were in redundancy. 
a lot of people reached out and said like thank you for being like transparent and vulnerable and it created this connection with other people so those were the three main things that i really really enjoyed and i also did like side projects i, I think i even did a like a three episode podcast uh, <laughs> so so i did everything i wanted to do during that time and it was you know uh, it was fun but difficult at some point of course yeah and i think obviously you went through that and you came out the other side and like you said in the first week because you were doing something different you had loads and loads of interviews and that's not to say that everyone needs to do 100 days of unemployment but I think taking a step back sometimes and realizing the situation you're in and sometimes taking the emotion out of it can can be really good or maybe being in your vulnerable state can also be where your growth is as well so what advice would you give to someone who is facing redundancy or has just been made redundant? I think the first one is always have self-compassion. Uh, I think everyone, um, I'm, I, I can definitely say to me that I'm very hard on myself, especially with work mm. or anything that shows, uh, look how great I am, you know? So losing your job you can be very hard on yourself like you, you blame it like it was your fault so have some self-compassion it isn't an easy uh time so give yourself some love for me I, it was ben and jerry's for you you <laughs> probably something um another one is identify your fears like why are you afraid because you might start wor worrying you might feel anxious for me it was a fear of uncertainty and then fear of judgment. And then secondly, surround yourself around people that uh, that cares for you. Because in this time, um, one of the things I did, uh, I would have done differently is um, reach out to people and just say that, you know, got unemployed, you know. My, uh, took me, I think a week before I actually found the courage to share this to, to a friend. Um, and I think lastly, you know, just have this belief that everything's going to work out. Uh, just keep repeating yourself. I think I had a post-it on my, on my mirror and like toilet mirror, just seeing that just helped me just a tiny bit to just say like, you know, everything's, everything's going to work out. Yeah. I think, I think that's really, really good to, it's a really good point actually. Um, going, going forward for anyone that is going through that at the minute. Um, is there, was there anything else that got you through those tough times? I know you mentioned Ben and Jerry's there. Not too sure which flavor was your favorite. Cookie dough, always. Yeah, cookie dough. I do like that. <laughs> I do like fish food as well, actually. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Was there anything else that helped you? I know you speaking to friends and family, uh, which is always helpful, especially talking about things. I did this. I think first off, uh, a great focusing question is, uh, what is it that energizes you? And something that basically came natural and something I realized was I love creating content. Uh, you know, everything from like drawing to writing. So I put a lot of focus on that because uh, one, I had a lot of time, but secondly, I said, you know what? I don't know when this will this opportunity might come which leads me to my second 
uh, advice, which was there's this thing called inversion question, which is basically, you know, the first thing you say is, uh, oh, I'm in this problem. But the inversion question is like, instead of saying, uh, how can I see this obstacle as an opportunity, as an inversion question? So you invert uh, a problem to an opportunity. Yeah. And then I think lastly, the thing I, I got this from David Goggins, but he had this exercise called a uh, cookie jar. So during, I have a document on my computer uh, where it's called cookie jar and your cookie jar is basically all of your achievement or all of your hardship, all of the, uh, the things that got you through, uh, you have it there. So uh, I think David Goggins say like, every time you have a hard time, look through your cookie jar and take a nibble of a cookie uh, <laughs> because you need to be reminded of who you are. And in these moments, you can get a bit, um, you know, you, you might lose uh, the sense of uh, who you are. So I really recommend this exercise to just have this uh, um, document where you just remind yourself. Okay. And so what would you have like, different pieces of paper of like notes written on there about yourself that you've done okay um an example could be uh recently i just added uh i've never uh before we started this uh, we talked about like uh, me running a half marathon yeah it was a period where i didn't i haven't run uh further than like 5k uh two weeks ago i did my first 16k which is a big achievement for me so yeah. I, I took a screenshot of that route and then wrote like, you did this, you know, and you're still, you're still standing. So I have these, like, it could be small, big achievements, you know, uh, I got this job or uh, I, I did a big public speaking, like anything that means a lot to you that you've overcome, I, I would highly recommend to add. Okay. Yeah. That's a really, really good idea. I think um, I got into the routine as well because I struggle with being quite hard on myself and I've tried, well, I've started it. So it will be a couple of months until I get there, but writing in my notes, like what I've done in that, like July, for instance. So it doesn't have to be necessarily like achievements, but maybe something I really enjoyed doing. So I can look back and be like, oh, I actually did a lot of stuff in July and, you know, actually pushed myself in these areas, whether it's personal or professional wise. So, yeah, I think, putting it into a cookie jar is probably a good one because you, you probably get it. It's a lot more visual, isn't it? So you can see it. It's it's uh, exactly what you say. It's it's it, whatever um, means a lot to you and also uh, made an impact to you in, in terms of growth or uh, overcoming something that you didn't think you would do. I highly recommend you adding that in, in your cookie jar. Because during good times, you kind of say like, of course, this is, this is easy, you know, but during tough times, you kind of lose, lose that sense of confidence. And that's why you need to nibble a bit on that cookie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And I know you said, you mentioned briefly there about your uh, live talk. Now for the listeners that haven't watched your TED talk, t tell us what it featured. Um. I think without giving too much on this, uh, it's basically a bit on on the topic of of this um, podcast we have right now. Yeah. Uh, 
it was uh, basically my journey from uh, my my past careers to to uh, becoming redundant. And I think the main message here is uh, why you are more than just your job. Uh, and I basically tried to uh, share the mindset of um, how to think in these moments of uh, redundancy, for in for instance, and why I believe that uh, you're more than just your job. And also just, I would say, uh, this wasn't anything I planned to do, like a TED Talk. Uh, I really believe that everyone can do a TED Talk. Um, so I see this as a kind of a, a way for me to share that inspiration that, you know, if you have an idea, a, a story, you can become a TED, TEDx speaker. Yeah, no, it was really good. Obviously, I watched it and it it was it was a really nice format and at length as well, because but it, it, you're really engaging as well as a, a speaker yourself. It's like you've been doing it years. So um, really well done on that. It was a really good it was a really good watch. So anyone that um, hasn't watched it already, I'll link it um, within the, our post as well. So you can have a look at that TED talk that you did. I can tell you a, a kind of a behind the scene thing. Watching it, what I've heard at least from my my friends, family, and people have uh, watched it, they're like, "Oh, you you seem very calm and know what you're talking about, collected." But honestly, I felt like a duck, you know, calm mm -hmm. on the uh, surface, but underneath the surface, I was I was uh, like my heart was racing. Uh, almost threw up like five minutes beforehand. You know, I was I was shaking. So it was such a crazy experience. But once up there, you're like, you know what? Can't do anything about it now. Just deliver. So yeah. Had you done like live talks before that? Then, or is that is that your first one? I think I've done live talk, like public speaking, but in in different. Uh, formats usually it's one less people and secondly i think what made this talk uh different is and this is something that is uh, depending on which uh tedx organization you are in i was with tedx stockholm they encourage you to one not have any slides and two not having speaking notes so the entire thing had to be uh, remembered or like go through by heart and that for me was i think the the scariest thing you know what happens if you forget your line and they're like you know improvise and i was like oh my god this is this is so uncomfortable but um that was my first uh big public speaking and crazy enough it was a tedx talk and i can't i can't even start saying like how crazy that feeling is yeah i mean if you're gonna do it do it right but that's <laughs> they threw you into the deep end there i don't know how well i'd cope with that either like i think just improvise i mean it's good that you're speaking to about a topic about yourself you know your life so you probably do know every detail so that's probably the best side of it but still it's really really hard especially if you if you're not used to it so um definitely worth a watch definitely um so <laughs> moving on from the ted talk i know we touched upon at the start about you've had 
quite a few roles, different roles throughout your career, which is fantastic. I think, you know, I've never really spoken to a person like yourself. So you're quite unique in that way that you've done, you know, anything from surfing to graphic design to being an engineer and now obviously you're an agile scrum coach and product owner at H&M. So obviously you've changed careers quite a bit and which is quite unusual to see. So why do you think people are often apprehensive to change careers? Great question. And I thought long and hard on this. And I think the first thing is there is something uncomfortable to to uh, start over, you know, learn something new. And uh, statistically, I think it gets harder when you get older, you know, because if you think about it, like when, when you build your career in one domain or expertise, uh, you, you get very comfortable because you're, you're the expert. So there is a sunk cost fallacy in this, you know, you don't want to become a, a newbie again, because you've invested so much in, in this uh, career. So people might feel a bit reluctant to start over and some people might say that, oh, I put so much effort in this and now it's going to be um, a waste. Uh, I always say that that's not the case. You can always repackage or learn something from your, your past careers. Uh, there's one quote that I always think of uh, that, that kind of uh, my mantra and what I say to people. And the quote goes, when I'm 70 years old, I still want to ask myself, what do I want to do when I grow up? And I think if people kind of adopted that kind of playful, like thinking becomes much easier, but again, easier said than done, of course. Yeah, of course. I think, like you said, it's pushing people out of their comfort zone to change mm -hmm. careers and often starting from the bottom again and learning different skills. I think it does come harder with age, especially when you've got more responsibility as well mm -hmm. uh, going forward. And Obviously, I think there's a lot, there's probably more than we think out there thinking, I do want to change career or this is not perfect for me. I wonder what would be out there. So what advice would you give some to someone who's thinking about changing their career? Two words, do it. <laughs> like I, I think it's, uh, it's so difficult. Again, going back to the fears, there's this fear of uncertainty. Uh, I mentioned fear of uncertainty, fear of judgment. And then the, the one that I maybe didn't mention, it was fear of failure. Mm. I think that it, it is this feeling of, okay, if I uh, go to this career, a new career, and I already have this uh, amazing career I've been building, what happens if I fail? And I think it's that feeling of, oh, I don't know what will happen in the future. And I'm afraid of, of failing. So in my opinion, I always say that the two things that you might lose uh, is time and money. And again, this is depending on your life situation. It is a bit easier if you, if you don't have a, a, any kids or big commitments. But I always kind of say that you know, time and money is where, where the, the big things you might, might lose. And honestly, the journey is far more important than the actual destination. I think if I look back on my experience or my career, 
I didn't know I would end up becoming a TEDx speaker or an agile coach. It's the, during this journey, the people I've met, and then also the obstacles you face, you kind of go into these mo moments where you're like, oh, I want to go uh, left here instead of right. Oh, I might go with this person because I can learn a lot from it. So you might not even, the, the destination that you were thinking about when you started might not even be where you end up. So I think uh, going back to what I said in the beginning, do it. And once you've taken that first step, you'll realize that, oh, okay, I can actually do this. Yeah, I think it's being open-minded as well. And what you've done really well is networking. I know that you really like posting content out there, but within LinkedIn, it's so easy to network and getting into types of groups. I think meeting in person as well is, is really, really important. And what yeah. you've just said there is learning from new people. I mean, you could start a job that you don't think is the perfect fit for you but you know if you really enjoy that company you could move into another role there or you could even get a mentor within that company and, and move on so I think it is really important and I know going back to the very start I know you were a surfing manager for a while now you completely quit engineering and took a leap of faith and went for a surfing manager role and I I can't comprehend what you were probably thinking at that time. I think a lot of people are wanting to go traveling and, and experience the world in different ways, which is so, so important to experience different cultures as well. It really shapes who you are further down the line. So what what would you say really, really changed your perspective with taking that surfing manager role? I think the biggest perspective is that Again, uh, I've never worked as a surf camp manager before. And I was so afraid of failing or am I, can I actually do this? And I can honestly say that in the, the first two weeks, I, I panicked. I, I couldn't do the job because I didn't know the, the complexity and gra grasp of it. But again, like I said to you, like once you've uh, gone through these uh, obstacles or hardship uh, you grow and I think that job specifically kind of uh, kick-started my the feeling of okay I want to work with people because being a surf camp manager was uh, uh, in hospitality and service and when I worked as an airspace engineer it was very focused on uh, solving a one big problem and you were kind of isolated in your office working as a surf camp manager. It was all about like, um, how can I help others have the best time possible? And that was kind of the, the, the feeling of, okay, there's different way of doing this either through experience or coaching people. And uh, so that was a big shift in me where I'm like, wow, uh, maybe there's a career here for me to, to explore. Yeah, it's all right. It's really, really good. And um, I think people listening to this, hopefully it, it nudges them in the right way. And I'm sure if they need any advice, you'd be happy to reach out to them. Likewise with me as well. And I think um, we've covered most topics today. It's been really, really good to have you on the podcast. Um, thank you for coming on. <laughs> thank you. And can I just add one last thing in terms yeah, of... of 
still like, should I do this or not? Not gonna scare people off, but I, I really believe that, you know, we're, we're going into this time where we are, uh, you know, the only constant is change. Uh, and having this curiosity and mindset of uh, I can learn this skill or this this job uh, or I can work with this right now having this mindset of like continuously growing mm. is such a powerful tool and also changing career is so much fun like mm. uh, always learning new things and being a kind of a newcomer again going back to the inversion question some might see this as a obstacle like oh, I'm a I'm the new guy but I I really embrace it because when you're the new guy you can ask these like stupid questions or you can you can talk to an expert and you can go from 0 to 80% of that skill quite quickly um so I really encourage that you know not a lot of people can say that they're uh, or a lot of people might say that, oh, I'm an experienced uh, designer or I'm an experienced engineer. But not many people can say, I'm an aerospace engineer that can also surf, for <laughs> instance. So just change jobs. It's not that bad. And I'll be happy to help uh, connect or coach anyone that is uh, uh, feeling that, you know, ah, should I do this or not? So just connect with me i would be happily um there to kind of nudge you so thank yeah. you again no worries i think someone giving you that nudge to be like you can do it is always is always helpful as well and obviously if if you've gone from a non-surfer to a surfer in two years i think surfing is very hard so i think it's doable for anyone <laughs> yeah but yeah. yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast um this will be coming out um, and it will be a really, really good piece of content as well going forward. So thank you so much. Um, if anyone does want to get involved in the podcast, obviously further down the line, you can get in contact with me. Um, I will put my email down below. Um, but any other questions, obviously, please get in touch with me and Chris. Thank you. Have a good day.